Thank you for listening to the GSC Podcast. The following audio was recorded at the 2022 Gathered and Scattered Conference at Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Detroit, Michigan. Hello, everyone. Good to see all of you tonight. It's good to see this sanctuary relatively full. I think we would all agree that we're living in what we call a post-Christian culture. Uh, but it's really interesting as, as I've been working with church planters and getting this thing called the Detroit Project going, I think the thing we're finding more than that is that we're in what you might call a post-church culture. I mean, we, we find all kinds of people who are spiritual and they, they have no problem with Jesus, with God, and, and they have some sort of faith, but it seems that they want little or nothing to do with the church. Now, I wouldn't go as far as Cyprian in the third century who said, there's no salvation outside the church. I wouldn't go that far. But without the church, and without churches being planted, without people becoming part of churches, how are they going to grow spiritually? How, how are they going to endure the fiery darts of the enemy, as Paul puts it in Ephesians 6, in this present darkness? So I think that we have, in keeping with what Kevin just said about the proclamation of the gospel being the central mission of the church, the very best way for the gospel to go forth and for people to be transformed by it. Uh, Tim Keller said this many years ago, is the planting of churches. That's our best possibility of really seeing the gospel going forth. A little bit of a history lesson. Back in 2011, there were two PCA churches. And by the way, there's other faithful churches in the city of Detroit other than the PCA. Uh, there's a lot of not very faithful ones, but we have several faithful ones. Some of them are here today, and, and uh, we, we want to honor them. But there, there's two PCA churches in 2011, and Ryan McVicker uh, agreed to take a call from the Great Lakes Presbytery of the PCA to plant a church in Royal Oak uh, as the first church of what he envisioned as the Detroit Project. And then... He, uh, I thought he was crazy at the time, but he reached out to me and he said, Dan, would you come and would you consider praying about coming and doing the second one here in Midtown, uh, which was Redeemer. And over the course of a time of prayer, we agreed to do that. And so then that, that is four PCA churches uh, that we have for 4.3 million people. Uh, but Ryan's vision was to have 10 PCA churches by 2030. Last year, uh, about this time, maybe a little, little sooner, Ryan came to me and said, Dan, would you take over the Detroit Project? You know, my kids are teenagers, they're in high school, and life is busy, and I really want to see this thing get going. John's taken over as the senior pastor at Redeemer. Would you consider taking over the Detroit Project? And we talked about it, we worked it out, and I said, yeah, we will. And so I started raising money uh, to do the Detroit Project for the infrastructure of the Detroit Project. And as I was visiting with people and, and saying, would you get behind this? I said, I, I only wanna ask you for one year support because I'm not even sure this is a real job. 
You know, I mean, I, I, I envision it. I, I would like it to be a real job, but I'll come to you in a year and tell you whether I would like to ask you for a second year. <laughs> and what we have seen since that time is mind-boggling to me. In all my years of ministry, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, God brought to us, and I'm gonna have two of the, the guys come up and talk for just a couple of minutes about what they're doing and, and kind of what makes them church planters, because church planters, number one, have to be kind of crazy. Um, but they're very unique people, but they're special people, and there's not many of them that will do what we're talking about. Um, but he sent us Steve Van Oort uh, from Linden, Washington, to get a church started in Sterling Heights. You know, a, a town that as we, him and I knock on doors together from time to time, and you know, there's all kinds of idols in people's yards, and there's, you know, there's just, it's a, it's a spiritual wasteland, it really is. And Steve is here doing the work in Sterling Heights and getting a church started, and the, and the goal is for them to launch in January. And then God sent us, uh, and, and by the way, Steve's wife's name is Mandy, and we, church planting is a couple's sport, by the way, believe me. Uh, the wife is a big part of it, and my wife, Laura, is a big part of everything we're doing. In fact, Laura is working with me. She, does the, she uh, starts the ecclesiastical corporation. She does the books. She's working for these guys left and right. They send us Jerry and Catherine Riendo, uh, from Harrisonburg, Virginia. He was with Crew for 13 years, and they had a heart to plant in one of the towns we had designated in West Dearborn. And they've been here for just a few months now, and he's gonna share a little bit about what he's doing. You'll see what it means to be a church planter. And then I got the, like Ryan McVicker, I got the crazy idea of going to Ryan and saying, Ryan, you got a magnificent church, you've done a great job. I've always said from day one, you're the best church planter I've ever seen. What about planting another church? If I was your age, I would. And he said, well, we'll pray about it. And we've been, a li- we've been getting a little antsy. Um, and they prayed about it. And Ryan McVicker, as of two months ago, is living in Ann Arbor. And when these guys are done, I'll tell you a little story about Ryan McVicker and what he's doing. He's still in the process of raising money. And what's happening there is amazing. And then we have another guy that the Lord has brought us. His name is Shiv, a first-generation immigrant from New Delhi, India, who became a Christian 12 years ago. His wife is first-generation Korean Im- immigrant, Nam-hi. And they will be examined a week from today at our Presbytery meeting. They're coming from Seattle, Washington, and we're looking to plant a church with them in Novi. I'm already in conversations with another gentleman uh, as we're looking at Clarkston and Waterford. And that will be the five churches, the five regional churches that we want to get started. And Ryan and I were talking earlier today for some time, and I said, Ryan, you know, you'd be pleased to know, I think we're going to shatter the 10 churches by 2030. And our vision now is to plant 35 churches by 2035. Because what we're going to do with these five regional churches is they are church planting churches that's right in their original DNA. When they get a little north of 150 people, they're going to start looking at another group of people and training another church planter and sending him off to plant the church down the road, and so on and so on. And our vision really is to have at least 35 churches by 2035. So it's exciting. We have a table in the back. We'd love to talk to you more about it even how you could be involved in it if you would so desire. But for now, I'm gonna just uh, ask Jerry, uh, let's start with Steve Van Oort. Steve, where are you? Could you come up for a minute and just share 
a little bit about what you have going on. It's really good to be with you here tonight. And my name is Steve. I've been an ordained pastor in the Christian Reformed Church for about 13 years and felt the call to get into church planting and heard about what, what Dan was doing and his vision for the metro area. And it just got me really excited. So I was assessed and then took the call uh, to plant a church in Sterling Heights. And we got here of August last year. Immediately, we started doing evangelism, networking, and, and gathering a launch team. Now, now I, it's been very challenging uh, to be in Sterling Heights uh, for many reasons. Sterling Heights is filled with many different ethnic subcultures that like to stick together. And there's a lot of good to that, but, but hard to really uh, network and, and, and gather launch team uh, for, from those communities. Uh, here's an example. In my kids' school, and it's a public school, 12 different languages are spoken. So it, it's a challenge, an opportunity, but also a challenge. Uh, there's also heavy Roman Catholicism uh, in that town. And you can go through sections where you can see like row after row of houses all with Mary statues. And a lot of these people are not even going to church, but they got their Mary statue and are even trusting in what Mary can do for them. And also Sterling Heights, uh, hardly anyone knows what Reformed theology is. No one knows what the PCA is. And so we're just really getting in the community and sharing the gospel, proclaiming the good news and, and trying to gather people uh, based off the, the preaching uh, of the word. Now, with that being said, with all these challenges, God has done amazing things. And it's only because of God. And I don't even know how this is happening, but we have 25 adults strongly interested in the church plant and 10 kids. And we are planning to launch at the end of January of 2023. And so I am just blown away by, by what, what God is doing. And there's uh, some really exciting stories I could share. I'll just share two real quick here. Uh, one is I've been talking to this uh, gentleman. He's in his low 40s. He's an immigrant from Iraq. And we just started talking at Starbucks, asking good questions, and we're opening up the Bible. And, and we have a deep theological discussion almost every Monday or Tuesday. And, and most recently, he said to me, you know what, Pastor? I realize now everything my parents taught me was a load of BS. And he, he said, I, I wouldn't put it this way, but, but this, this is what he said, that his people are living under a lie. And at least intellectually, he's beginning to see that salvation is by grace alone through faith alone. But we've got a long way to go, and so we keep meeting. I met this other woman just last week at a different Starbucks, randomly started uh, talking to her. And uh, she was asking me all of these questions. She saw that I had a Bible and I, I was there to meet someone else. And um, so we, we, we talked for a good 30 minutes and we met again uh, this week too for, for that time. And she, uh, she asked me th this question because she really didn't know. And it just shows you what kind of spiritual wasteland that, that we're in, in this metro area. So asked, she asked me this question. She said, my friend is a pastor. He's married but he's in an open relationship. Is that okay? I mean, she really didn't know the answer to that question. And she's asking me questions about the Trinity and, and, really, and what is sin. So, so God is on the move and lives are being changed 
by the gospel. If you would come to one of our small group uh, meetings right now, we're worshiping in, my, worshiping in my home twice a month. If you would come, you would find incredible warmth of people that, that love each other, and there's real life there. And if you come, you'll never want to leave because the group is, is so amazing. So I'm blessed to have uh, the group that, 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 that we do. So, so please pray for us. We need to find a public place. We're looking for to, uh, a worship director to hire. Uh, please pray that uh, our internal giving is good because we're gonna have a lot of expenses with a public place and, and music director. Uh, so we have a lot going on. We're excited. God is amazing. And we uh, gratefully would appreciate your prayers. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, I mean, uh, the other thing that we call church planters, it's right in our book of church orders, they are evangelists because they go to Starbucks and they share the gospel with people. And uh, it's just, it's amazing to see what God does when they do that. Next, I want to introduce you to Jerry Riendo, uh, who again, it, now get this, he's not even supposed to be doing any kind of ministry yet because he's studying for ordination exams. but. Number one, he can't help himself. And number two, the spirit is such at work that it's just amazing, brother. Share a little bit with us. Thanks, Dan. Uh, again, my name is Jerry Riando. My wife, Catherine, and our three little children moved here about three months ago from Harrisonburg, Virginia. And uh, our prayer is that God would use us to help raise up another faithful church in the city of Dearborn. We're very early on in this project, like kind of like before the start, uh, but we've already seen God do some really cool things. Uh, just the other day, I was at Henry Ford College, spending a little time over there, and I've been in college ministry before going into church planting for about 13 years, and I honestly had never seen a, something like this happen on a college campus during my time in college ministry. We had a table set up, and a young man named Hussein came up and was, was talking with us, now, Hussein was wearing a Detroit Pistons baseball cap, but on the side it was embroidered and it said Big Hoss on it. And apparently Big Hoss was his nickname and it fit him very well. Uh, and so Big Hoss was talking with us and asking us questions and I just asked him, you know, Big Hoss, are you religious and is it important to you? And it turns out it, Hussein was, is a Muslim and he said, yes, it's very important to him. And so I asked him, can you just share with me a little bit of the core of what it means to be a Muslim? And he did. He shared some really interesting things with me. And then he paused, and he had kind of a curious look in his eye, and he asked me, well, can you share the same thing about Christianity? What's the kind of the core of Christianity? And I said, well, yes, it turns out I can share that with you. And so I shared the gospel with, with Hussein, with Big Hoss. But the cool thing was, as I was sharing with him, a few other Arab students were kind of walking by, pausing, and stopping and even coming up to the table to listen. And after I explained the gospel, um, Hussein asked a few more follow-up questions. Some of the other students asked follow-up questions. And more and more students began to gather. We had a group of about 20 students standing around me as I was answering questions. I've never really been a big fan of the idea of street preaching, but this was the closest I've ever come to that. And at, at one point, they asked just a fantastic question. It was, how can you say that God is just if he punishes Jesus for our sins? I got to answer that question to like 20 Arab students on Henry Ford College's campus the other day. It was, it was just awesome. 
And after about an hour of this, I, I, I had to go and I was saying goodbye and a couple of the students asked if I would come back another day to continue the conversation. And I have come back and I'm gonna to continue to go back. God is doing awesome things in Dearborn. And if you or someone you know might be interested in, in hearing more um, for praying for us, for possibly giving or even coming and being a part of it, what we're doing, we'd love to talk to you. I'll be at the back at the uh, Detroit Project table and I'd love to talk more. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. And, and when Jerry's, Jerry's telling me this story, I'm, all I can think about is Paul at Areopagus. And before he even said the end of it, I said, did, did they say, we'd like to hear you again sometime? And he said, yeah, they did. And so uh, what, a, what a beautiful, beautiful story. And uh, that, that's what these guys do. And uh, we're, we're so grateful. Ryan McVicker is in Ann Arbor, still raising money. He, he's about halfway there is what he needs to raise for this church plant. But again, first thing he does, he, he's got his children in uh, Pioneer High School. And uh, he goes to them and he says, listen, we're, we're new in town, we wanna volunteer. That's what church planters do. We wanna get involved. How can we help? How can we serve? And they said, how would you feel about heading up the concessions for freshman JV and varsity at Pioneer High School. There's like 40 volunteers. The guy that's been doing it for like a decade just stepped down, can't do it anymore. That's why Ryan's not here. Ryan is heading up the concessions at Pioneer High School with, with a team of people who I have no doubt many will end up in the church that he's planting in Ann Arbor. Isn't that outstanding? And so <clears throat> please pray for Ryan, yeah. And he wanted to be here, and I said, well, Ryan, I'm gonna share that uh, with everybody. And then, uh, uh, lastly, I'll just say a word about Shiv and Namhi. Uh, way to meet these people, uh, just, just beautiful people, compelling story. Uh, she grew up Presbyterian in Korea. Uh, one of the most heartwarming things I've ever experienced was listening to him preach a sermon at her church in Korea with her translating in Korean. It was, it just runs chills down your spine. But very, very compelling preacher, evangelist, and uh, we, we are very excited about what's happening uh, potentially in Novi. So there it is, we'll be at the table. Thank you uh, for listening and God bless. We hope and pray this content was encouraging for you. For more information about our annual conference, visit us online at RedeemerDetroit.com. Dot com.